0: Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with a scripture. Today's scripture comes from Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. The Lord makes secure the footsteps of the person who delights in Him. Even if that person trips, he won't fall. The Lord's hand takes good care of him. And now here is episode four, Drifting on a Memory.
1: Okay, well, my name is James Coleman. I am an IT analyst that lives in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm originally from Orlando, Florida. I moved to Indianapolis, Indiana, a little bit over two and a half years ago, middle of 2017. I was fresh out of college, and I was coming up here, first job in my career, and I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I was excited to be out on my own. Um, This is the furthest I've ever lived away from my parents. And so, you know, I was all excited. I started with my company. I was, you know, getting the hang of things. When I first moved up here, I was kind of asking God, you know, I had multiple job offers, but I was like, okay, God, I want you to be in this move. I don't want to just make a move by myself. So God, I hope this was the right move. And I sought you before and you, you know, kind of gave me confirmation. So God, I'm trusting you. So it started out with my first week in orientation. I started getting bad migraines and I did not know where they were coming from. I've never really suffered from migraines any time in my life. So I was kind of confused and those who have migraines can attest to the fact that migraines are miserable. And so I was having probably two to three migraines a week and they were kind of just debilitating. So that went on for a few weeks, and so I was really confused. And so one of my best friends lives in Chicago. So a few weeks after I started, it was time for it to be Fourth of July weekend. So I was going up there to celebrate Fourth of July weekend, hang out with my friends, explore Chicago, had never been before. So I was excited. So I had spent the whole weekend there and um, had a great time walking around the city, eating good food, and, you know, just living life. And then that Monday, July 3rd, is where things kind of took a turn for the worst. I got a migraine that day, but I wasn't, you know, I kind of didn't pay it any mind. I kind of just took some Excedrin and kept it pushing because I was trying to, you know, it was my last day in the city. And so I was walking around downtown by myself. My friend had to go to his uncle's house So I just um, told him I would catch up with him in a few hours. So I decided to go eat at Harold's Chicken. And so I was sitting there. I'm from the South, so I've eaten chicken my whole life. Fried chicken is nothing foreign to me. I love chicken wings. Well, I used to love chicken wings, and I guess I'll tell you uh, after the story is over (laughs) why I said I used to. So I went to Harold's Chicken downtown. I went and got some chicken wings. And as soon as I got done eating my chicken wings, I noticed that the migraine was coming, but it was kind of coming with the vengeance. And so... My vision was kind of blurry, and I was like, huh, this is not good. So I got up and I went to use the bathroom to wash my hands and and clean myself up before I left the restaurant. And by the time I got to the bathroom, I was very short of breath. And so I was like, okay, this is an unusual symptom. I, I don't know what's happening. So let me, And I knew there was a CVS around the corner, so I said, you know, let me go get some medicine and let me go see if I can, you know, get something to take away some of these symptoms. So I leave the restaurant, and there was a parking lot across the street Um, that was in between the CVS and the restaurant. So I was walking across the parking lot and my left side began to get really weak. My chest tightened up and I really felt like I was struggling to breathe. And so I went to Google to look up symptoms of a heart attack. And by the time I got to symptom number two, I was on the floor gasping for air. I had gotten so weak and my breath was so gone that I couldn't even stand up anymore. And I collapsed to the ground. Now, mind you, I'm still in downtown Chicago. I'm not with anybody. I'm not familiar with the city. I remember laying on my back, looking up. There was an elevated train track above me, and I just remember looking up, and I saw that in the cloud, and I felt myself drifting away. And I, and I told myself, I was like, wow, am I dying? What's happened to me? And as, as I, you know, I kind of closed my eyes, I remember somebody running up to me and asking me, am I okay? But I couldn't answer. And so I closed my eyes and I woke up in an ambulance. I had an IV in both arms and I had oxygen in my nose and I had patches all over my chest and they had cut my shirt off and I was so confused. When I closed my eyes in that parking lot, I thought I was gone. So when I got to the hospital, I was kind of more alert and I immediately had a panic attack. I didn't know what was happening, my body was overwhelmed and at this point I felt like I couldn't breathe again. And so I was having a panic attack, the nurses were trying to calm me down, and, and I, I was just, I was overwhelmed with what was going on. So they put me in a, in a room, and I finally calmed down, and the first instinct is to call my mother. So on the phone with my mother, the doctor walked in, and this is where the miracle took place. He said, I don't know what happened. He said, based on your, your EKG, when they put you in the ambulance, you were at the beginning stages of a heart attack. But he said, I don't know. It just stopped in its place. He said, I don't know what, what happened. He said, we saw a heart attack. The, the EKG shows you were about to have a heart attack or you were in the beginning stages of one. But then he said, it's almost like immediately those symptoms just went away. They put me in the cardiac ICU for four days, and cardiac ICU is very expensive, um, and I had just started a job, so my insurance was fresh, and so they put me on heparin and all this stuff, but they couldn't find anything wrong. They said my heart was pumping fine. After four days of tests, stress tests, EKGs, echocardiograms, all that type of stuff, they sent me home, and they said, just be careful. They never gave me a diagnosis. So I get home and I go through another week and I'm going to church with my friends two weeks later on a Sunday and we decide to go out to eat after church. And I was eating chicken again and had some mac and cheese and had some collard greens, all that good stuff. And the same symptoms start happening. And I ended up passing out at the restaurant and they had to put me in the ambulance again and carry me to the hospital. And they said the same thing happened again. And so I'm like, at this point, I'm questioning because I I remember I I said in the beginning, God, if it was meant for me to move to Indianapolis, please confirm it. But it seems like ever since I moved here, it's been nothing but battles and health problems. And I'm just, I've never been an unhealthy person in my life. So I was confused as to how I was about to have a heart attack twice. So I went through a whole bunch of tests and the doctors started putting all these diagnoses on me. They started saying... You have an irregular heartbeat. You have a heart arrhythmia. You have all of these different things. You have an electrical firing issue that's triggering your heart to go into overdrive. Your heart's been damaged, all this type of stuff. And so now I'm over here like, okay, God, I need you to let me know what you're doing. And I, I had to be real candid with God. I was like, okay, I've almost had a heart attack twice. I'm only 23 years old. They say, I have a heart arrhythmia. They say my electrical firing in my heart is out of whack and it's sending signals. That's what's causing my heart to do all of this funky stuff. They say that my heart's been damaged because of the two times I was about to have a heart attack. It released something called troponins, which means that my heart experienced trauma. So I'm just like, God, yeah, I need you to figure this out. And I never will forget, one of, uh, my pastor from back in South Carolina where I went to school, she texted me and she said it's for his glory. And so I said, okay, ooh okay. And usually when somebody says something like that, that means you got to go through something. So I'm like, okay, I didn't ask for this, but I guess I have to stick it through. So over the next six months after that, it happened two more times. And I was really confused because I changed my diet. The first two times it happened, I was eating fried chicken. So I said, you know, maybe if it's baked or grilled chicken, it'll be all right. Happened again two more times. They put a heart monitor in my chest. I had surgery and they put one inside. And they said, we're going to monitor you and make sure, you know, you're good. They did this test where they went up into my artery and they went up into my heart and they tried to see which electrical firing was going, you know, was going on. So they did all this poking and prodding and testing and monitoring for two years. And I was testifying to people. I said, God's going to heal me. I don't know when it's going to happen, but he's going to heal me. And so I kept going. And what I'm proud to say to this day is that it's been over two years, and it has not happened. And the doctor has come back and rescinded every diagnosis that he put on me. I don't have a heart arrhythmia. There's no damage to my heart. He actually told me that my heart is one of the healthiest he's seen. And I've been healthy without an episode. The last one was January 9th, 2018. The doctors to this day cannot figure out what it was, but every diagnosis that they put on me, they came back, and they took the heart monitor out because they said, we see nothing, we haven't seen anything for two years, your heart is perfectly fine.
2: That's incredible. You never hear of them taking it out.
1: Nope. They took it out last year on July 21st, I believe it was. And so my testimony is overall is that God is a healer. I used to hear my grandmother always say, the doctors that we have here, they're just practicing medicine. But, you know, God is the ultimate healer. He's the great physician. So he's not just practicing. He knows what he's doing. So I I can truly say that God is a healer. And he sustained me thus far. And I can't attribute it to no doctors because they still can't tell me what was wrong. Um, I am just truly grateful. And I noticed this later. Uh, A lot of people in my family suffer from diabetes, high blood pressure, and things like that. But upon me changing my diet and everything like that, I'm in the best shape that I've been in my entire life. And my blood pressure is impeccable. My blood sugar levels, cholesterol, all of that stuff. My doctor always tells me, you're doing great. So keep this up and you won't have to deal with some of the stuff your family has dealt with. And I said, good, because I want to break generational curses of you know medical problems within my family. So that is also a residual blessing that God has allowed me to you know, reap in all of this.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Your change of mindset and diet and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's going to go on for generations. That's awesome, man. That's a crazy, that's a crazy story. Like I was listening to something earlier today, this guy was worshiping and he was talking about how, um, you know, you can't worship God for being a healer. If you've never been healed, like you can hear people talk about it, but like, you're not going to be able to like worship with that, like revelation and like with that authenticity, like without having gone right. through it, it's like we want to see these things, but it's like we don't want to experience it. Like I'm listening to your story. Right. Like man, you're so young and you've been through this much stuff. Like, oh my god,
1: that's crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's crazy. Like, like the first time they told me, he was like, "It looks like it." You say you say you were at the beginning stages of a heart attack. I said, "How? Like it doesn't make sense because I ran track growing up and I was always active and athletic. I've always taken care of my health." And then I was like, I don't know if this was like a wake up call or what God was doing, but to hear you're 23 about to have a heart attack that that shook me to my core. Right. And so, but but that that what you just said is definitely true because until God delivers you, you can't say He's a deliverer. Until God saves you, you can't can't say He's your savior. So you know all these times, you know you you're saying God is a healer from secondhand information, but now I know it from firsthand evidence.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's what I love about this podcast is like having people come on and share their testimony. Cause like, we're not experiencing it, but I, I mean, I feel like I am the way you just told it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I hope I gave enough detail. Cause it was, it was, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough for sure. So how,
2: how would you say that your faith, looks different now, having gone through all of this?
1: Um, It's definitely stronger. And I won't say I'm nonchalant to certain things, but even with this coronavirus thing, it's easier to snap myself back to the reality that I know what God can do. It's easy to say, you know, I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be worried because I know God got me. But now it's like I have the full revelation of God actually does have me. And he's had me before, so I don't get anxious. I don't get as paranoid about some of the things that people in society get paranoid about. My faith was definitely strengthened in a major way because like, even in between all of those episodes, it was just the the mental battle that I had to go through because there would be some nights where I would go to sleep and sometimes I would wake up so short of breath and I felt like it was a struggle for me to wake up. I used to be constantly waking up like crying and praying and sweating because like, I don't know if anybody else knows what it feels like, but to feel like you're going to sleep and you're drifting off and you can't wake up, it's a scary feeling. And so I experienced so much in the interim and uh, between emotional battles, mental battles, spiritual battles, physical health battles that it opened me up in so many different ways to really understanding who God is, that even before he healed me, even before he made, you know, adjustments to what the doctors had said, I was still able to experience his goodness, even in the valley of it all. Cause he yeah. definitely kept me. Cause I could have went crazy. I, I promise you. There was some days where I was just like, I wanted to just scream at the top of my lungs because I didn't know what was going on. And it didn't seem like nobody knew what was going on. And so, you know, I've experienced them in so many different ways, and my faith has been strengthened to its core. It has been.
2: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I I appreciate you sharing that. Like, that's real. Man, every, every guest I've had so far is, like, hitting me, like, dead in the heart. I'm like, man, if nobody else listens to this, like, man, this is some good stuff.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, even if just one person can glean something from it, I'm so glad.
2: And yeah, is there any final words or anything you want to leave with from the listeners before we get out of here?
1: I mean, the only thing I guess I can say is one of the mantras from my life, always trust God no matter the situation.
0: Thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and drop a review for me on Apple Podcast and share this with a friend, keep spreading the word. And if you have a testimony to share, go ahead and visit our website at testimonyservicepod.com and we will be back next Wednesday. Here's a sneak peek for you. Even though that's what people thought I
2: was, I was like, I've only been in the country for four or five years. Truthfully, the people that I was hanging out with, I see them now and I'm like, If I still hung out with them, would I be going down that path as well?